To the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast, you have been listening to Unravel by TK of Ling Tosite Sigure, I guess. TK is that TK or is that Tuk? Probably TK. TK. But anyway, this is the Otaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. And you guys can find us on OtakuSpirit.com. That's where we have all of our news, reviews of shows, old and new. We also have a forum there with a community of great people, including Zeron Twenty One who I completely goofed up last episode and gave his question to It was my fault. You can you can put the blame where it, where it is. I some point I mentioned Miss Murder and we got stuck on Miss Murder and it, it's my fault. For the sake of avoiding being attacked by either Miss Murder or Zeron, I'll probably let you take the blame. Is that okay? okay? okay. That's fine. I've but, already, I've already, you know, prostrated myself before them and said, "I'm sorry, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry." So yeah. But that aside, let's just get on with this show. This is a our second part of our summer 2014 mid-season reviews, and we have another load of was it six shows that we're going to go through and give our impressions on if they're. We're at the six to seven episode mark, so we got a good idea whether they're going to kind of pan out to be anything good or not. So if you've been waiting off on some of these shows, this is the perfect time for you to find out if any of them are worth your time. So we're going to jump right into our first one, which is going to be Bakumatsu Rock. Yeah, that one would be a good one for you to do the Arnold on. (laughs) I have to do the Arnold Schwarzenegger because I was requested to do Arnold Schwarzenegger. So for everybody, I apologize. Do we even have a synopsis for this show? I don't know. Is I know there's a synopsis there? out there because I know it's really off the wall bonkers. Here, let's check out this one. We'll get the an- my anime list dot uh, net version of it. <sighs> Again, if you have children, you might want to cover their ears because it's going to be quite traumatic. Don't want. I don't want to get sued for this. <laughs> I don't know if I can do. Yeah, this I, go, I hope you all are ready for this. I'm going to try to do this entire thing, but my voice might start totally going bonkers. I actually try to do an entire puppet show using Arnold Schwarzenegger voice little tidbit for you guys and uh, <laughs> midway through I'm like this isn't even Arnold anymore because all I'm trying to do is project my voice into this big gigantic room it was it was quite comical <clears throat> okay let me let me get myself prepared here let me let me take a quick drink 
This is great radio. The story is set in Bakumatsu Aru. <laughs> At the end of Shogun Rule, over Japan in the middle of the 19th century. The <laughs> I can't say Japanese names and Donald. I don't know how he can pull it off. Knock me down a couple notches because I am totally projecting really loud here. Uh, I'm not going to say that name. Shogunat uses the brainwashing heaven song by the top idols in Shinjigumi <laughs> to subjugate the country and its people. <laughs> Get to the chopper in the. <laughs> In East Japan, see, I'm already losing it. <laughs> Riding or singing. <laughs> it's always going crazy. It's okay, dog. It's okay, dog. Oh, this is wonderful radio. Riding or singing. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. Besides, uh, the heaven song is <laughs> capital offense. Oh gosh, uh, <laughs> this guy and, and the other rockers <laughs> rise up and change the world with rock and roll <laughs> and justice all around. You are, you gotta calm down, dog. You're, you're, she's gone crazy. It's my dog Yuki. She's totally upset now. <laughs> she wants to bite me. <laughs> Anyways, it's a show about this uh, shogunat. Basically, using music to brainwash people. In case you didn't get, understand any of that, I'm, I'm giving you a quick synopsis. Um, and this guy who got a guitar from a, I guess he's like a a knockoff a hermit of, guy. Like yeah, a, he's a like hermit, a, but he's really a knockoff of. Uh, I mean, and he doesn't really even look like him, but he, he you you see the traits there, and so you automatically assume it's probably. Um, uh, Jimi Hendrix, the 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 big guitar player guy, right. long time ago. Right, and he got uh, a big old gigantic, fro. big old huge fro, and he just is nuts about his guitar. But he thinks he's, that he's such a great, he's he's got potential, so he gives him his guitar, and so he's trying to spread rock around Japan and become mm-hmm. one of these singers because they're only the assigned, he's assigned knights are allowed to sing music and they become these big pop idols like all the girls are just swooning over them and so he's trying to you know be a singer but at the same time nobody unless you're one of these knights is allowed to do any music because of course you're not doing heaven's song which is brainwashing people so yeah he ends up getting with some other people and trying to strike up a band while this these knights are taking yep. it down um so really my th- my thoughts on this is it's it's actually a, a strange mix. Um I think it's kind of an it's nice in its own way because it's it really is breaking um breaking a lot of the trends that I have seen a lot of these shows go down. Um it it's not super tropish, but it is it does have this uh bishy shojo type feel to it. So it definitely has that going. That I would call it, it. I would call it free music version, like K on free. <laughs> um, like the shirts coming off and pecs and I guess I mean I 
but there seems to be a lot more there than free. I mean, and that's the thing that I I think that I I really want to come across as because it's not that you definitely have to suspend your disbelief. You definitely have to to actually accept. It's it's history, but it's off the walls bonkers. Yeah, it it is. It's nowhere near uh, a viable. I mean, I'm sorry. There's lights. There's electric guitars. That there's transformations. With musical instruments, I don't I, really. It's not transformations; they're just losing their shirts. <laughs> <laughs> they're not gaining clothes. Well, yeah, they are. they're just losing clothes. clothes. <laughs> they're just losing. Um, and this, and that's the th- thing. I mean, really, when it comes down to it, this show is really more about um, breaking breaking the the um, the rule of if you change. Um, change mu- music out with propaganda it's almost like it's 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 targeting that as a right. as a as a thing because all all across this whole thing you just see this this political the shogunate is is trying to control the population and these guys are and by control that. and by control it's, it's basically they want the rich to pay for these insanely expensive tickets to go see these these actual knights do their concerts. At the same time, they're also keeping the the regular citizens kept in poverty by making them really want to see this concert by raffling them this one ticket. So they actually go into how they're actually controlling the economy and, and keeping people subjugated by these concerts and it's it's actually i was actually very impressive how interesting it was yeah and that's what i I wouldn't get past the free kind of feel yeah and that's and that's really what i i i i I do have to say about this show is although it comes off as this weird take on an idol show really it, it does have this interesting undertone that's going on under it and I I do like that about it. And like I said, you just have to suspend your disbelief on the whole rock concerts in the middle of you know two hundred years ago. Um, but it works for what it's trying to do. And I I I kind of think that it's worth people's time. Mm-hmm. I wanted to stick with it, but I, I, some reason I kind of just slipped off. It was I I mean to be honest, when I first seen it, I was like, oh gosh, this is going to be free. Like I, I keep mentioning. But that's that's my reference, so that's why I'm mentioning it. I'm not saying it is free. Um, and when I started watching, it, I'm like, this is actually pretty decent. But it was just a little too slow for me. I think that's what really killed it. And the, just the yeah, it does. It does. I and the and the funny thing is, is I do like the the music. But oh, one really thing music. that I have, one thing that I do, I did notice really quickly is there is two or three songs that they're singing. And I have started to notice they're repeating the same songs, mm. those same three songs. And it's like, okay, it would probably get a little expensive if they had a new song. Yeah, <laughs> so, I mean they're good songs. It's not just they're not just throwaway songs. They were actually really uh, decent uh, songs. So, yeah, that's uh, Bakumatsu Rock, which Chris gives a recommendation to. Uh, we're gonna move on to there to uh, probably one of the bigger known shows for this season that most people are talking about, and that is Tokyo Ghoul. And you'll probably know it by the fact that it is quite violent and, sadly enough, often censored. But we'll get into that in a minute. The story follows Kaneki. He uh, has this girl that he's kind of interested in. He's a college student, uh, really into books. Uh, He meets this girl, Rize, who is also into reading and decides one time to actually go out and have a date with her. Well, as they're going home, 
come to find out that Rize is actually one of these ghouls that are actually loose in the world. And ghouls are kind of, uh, I would say they're, they're zombies because they like to eat human flesh, but at the same time, they're, they're smart. So I kind of give them a mix between zombies and vampires, I would probably say, because they have the superhuman element of vampires with these kind of limbs coming out of their back that attack, but also the fact of zombie where they have to eat flesh. But they're usually most of these ghouls, they only have to eat maybe once a month to be satisfied. Um, whereas there's also other ghouls who are kind of, what would they give them the, the name, like gorgers or something like that? Yeah. You, you just, yeah. she was the one that was really the the gorger. She was yeah, the one just that wanted to eat the all the time just to eat for the sake of eating. Um, but yeah, she wants to kill Kaneki, of course. Um, well, by some twist of events, they kind of haven't gone into it quite yet. Uh, these pillars fall on top of her and kill her, and he's rushed to the hospital. The doctor kind of says, I'll take responsibility, and come to find out they basically transferred her organs into him in order to, for him to, to survive. Well, it turns out that kind of makes him half ghoul. So this goes into him, because most ghouls, or all ghouls, are born a ghoul. It's, it's not that you become it. He is the first case where he was a human, now he's becoming a ghoul suddenly. So he's struggling with the idea that he doesn't want to become a ghoul, but he's realizing that he's got all these symptoms. He he can't eat human food, food anymore. He he craves human flesh. He walks out into the street and starts kind of naming off, essentially naming off produce that he's seen walking past him. And the, the story is kind of so far covered just him learning how to become, to live as a ghoul. Uh, he meets up with this this cafe group that is kind of a secret organization that's kind of trying to adapt ghouls into just regular human life or to live alongside humans. Whereas there's other ghouls that want to kill any human. They just see them as food. And then, of course, you have this other organization that is by the government who is equipped to kill the ghouls and they actively hunt them down. So you have kind of a warring between ghouls, humans, and the humans that have been in this organization. So, so far it, it's had definitely some ups and downs for me. It's, it's had, it's had its shining moments. Definitely in the first episode, I was definitely hooked. It was very brutal in how they portrayed his fighting, becoming a ghoul. Um, but in the later episode, it kind of slumped down into, okay, now all these tragic things about him becoming a ghoul is becoming less relevant it's going becoming more about ghouls versus humans, which is less interesting to me. That seems to be more shown in typical kind of stuff. And now, kind of late later episodes, they kind of start hitting more into character building. I still think the main female character Toka. I still think that she's just off-putting, typical, overly brash, not likable at all. She's got mood swings left and right. <laughs> I can't. I can't like her at all, even though it seems like they want me to. Um, but and Connecty's kind of starting to lose his flavor. But it's more. I'm more drawn towards the other characters. But like I said, it's it's got its up and down. I, I like certain parts about it. Some parts of it's like this doesn't make any sense. Why the heck they did do that? Why did they allow this to happen? It doesn't fit the characters' reactions normally. So I, I still. I think it's got some promise there, though. Oh, I definitely agree. I, I actually, on my on my end, I think that one of the things that I said at, at first, and I and I still I still hold true to this. I think that this has 
the feel of an old one of the older um uh psychological thrillers and it, and it, it's it's really hard to describe because i i feel the same way about this one the way that i used to when i was watching the old time psychological thrillers um unfortunately i have to agree to a point that sometimes i feel felt kind of like not engaged as much um i just felt like i was just what 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 is really going on here all, all i see is they're chit chatting about stupid things that really don't have anything to do with what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I I I just felt that they, there was too much wasted in some at some points in the story. Um, but I agree, there is also those points where it's like this character is not reacting in the way that they should be reacting. This is this is not not believable to that character the way it, he was built. They have they have one character that they did really good job in one eighting. I didn't care for him at first, and then they had this one episode where it was like, I like this guy now. This is a very well executed moment where he's trying to protect somebody that he loves, and it completely changed my opinion on him. And it was really well done. Yeah. Well, was- at the same time, there's other. They did go with the 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 gourmet guy. I even though they kind of overkilled his obsession with Kaneki's blood, which. I understand he's psycho, but they just did it too many times that it got, okay, we've seen this already, and he's getting very much enjoyment out of that blood. And then there's other char- other enemies that it's like, I don't see their... Mo- there's no motivation here other than the fact that he's just psychotic. Be- being the the guy from the government organization. Right. He was straight... He was just straight psycho, and he didn't have any... I, I didn't care for him at all. Yeah, yeah, he just he just irritated Amon. the snot out of me. Was it Amon? I, yeah, I think it was Amon. I don't remember. Um, Amato. I don't. I don't. I didn't like him, but it. I don't think it necessarily had any. I think that it just he came off that way. I think that was j- just a a failure in in the way they were writing him. I I didn't care about him, and I I almost I was. I don't want to spoil anything, so. <sighs> the struggle of a reviewer trying to figure out how to not spoil things without with without at the same time explaining them. <laughs> right. Spoil things without spoiling things. I didn't care about him at all and I think that that was actually a failure of the writing. Yeah, cuz he didn't have any motivation. Yeah, he did. There was no purpose for him. Yeah, he was just there and it, he irritated me. He everything about him irritated the snot out of me. And I don't think that it was irritated in a good way because there is characters that do irritate you in a good way where you actually you love to hate that character because he gives a good motivation to um your 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 protagonist and all them because that's a good antagonist. This guy just Anytime he was on the screen, I wanted to shut the whole thing down because I didn't like him that much. Right. And I mean, it, you can't build an antagonist strictly on he's evil, he makes a cackle, his eyes are bulging, and he kills innocent people. That yeah. doesn't make an enemy. A, a good antagonist is one that has a conflict towards the main uh, protagonist, but also has it explained why. He's in conflict with the main protagonist. Matter, matter of fact, okay, and, and, and as much as you and me, you, I, we both have our issues with Naruto, okay? 
But I want to I want to point out uh, Sasuke because at at the beginning of of Naruto, Sasuke was an excellent antagonist. Yeah. Because you could see his motivations, and yeah. you you seen why him and Naruto had their com- conflict. This character you didn't see outside of he worked for uh, organization Z, and therefore he has to be evil. N- no, not necessarily. The guy right next to him is actually kind of believable. He doesn't He's, understand. That's, that's the other sad thing is his partner is believable. But at the same time, they did not give him enough credit so far. And it's like suddenly, boom, now he's in the forefront. And it's like, I, kind no, of I don't believe I don't, him. I, but at the same time, why why haven't you been looking at him? Ver- why, have you, why have you been looking at the psycho? This guy, his should been, yes. he should have been in the spotlight. Exactly. And, that, and that's the he thing. He has that, this big old wall of pictures of people he's lost. He makes sense. Right. Exactly. And that's and that's the thing. And I don't think that he was necessarily written well, but he's written ten times better than this other guy. <laughs> right. That's my point, yeah. Anyways, uh visuals that one. visuals on this show. Good, yeah. Excellent. Excellent visuals. Sounds the the off point that most people would point out is that it's heavily censored. Um we're we're actually planning on doing a, a podcast here eventually that we're going to talk about censorship and stuff. So I'm not not going to get too much into it, but I understand there was a necessity for the censorship because I'm guessing that they're probably showing it during prime time, and that's usually when they're required to do that. Um, this will probably be a show that'll be a lot more enjoyable in Blu-ray if you're into that gory stuff. I didn't I didn't mind as much as other people with the the showering of blood in a different tone of color i think without that it would never have been shown all together so negativing the color was actually kind of brilliant um but i do agree that there's certain points where it's like okay half the screen is black i can't see anything that's happening so what is the point of this scene at all um you know that that like that's a debate for another day i yeah i agree there it's kind of one of those things where censorship in some cases it's Either you have the censorship or you don't have the show. Yeah. So, or you just wait for Blu-ray. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like certain points of the the censorship. But I do I do agree that it's got an it's got an old it's got an old feel to the darkness that's in it. We we've already harkened back to many shows back in the past, like the '90s and '80s, of how anime used to be very. They used to deal with a lot of different uh, themes and locations and just mood and a lot of the old shows were in a, usually in a very dark environment and this show is keeping a very dark environment every now and then it's a daytime scene or something but in most cases it's very grim it's very dark in tones and everything and i do agree that it has a really old feel to it especially the psychological thriller feel to it and that really showed especially in like the first episode i really liked how dark and just very graphic it was with his struggle being a ghoul and it's kind of ups and downs again when it wants to be that. So later in probably the I think like fourth, sixth episode also, it started getting that feel back. So I, I really do enjoy that. Uh, music, like you've heard in the intro, was just amazing opening song. And in most cases, the music does do well in making that ambience as well. Yeah. You do, I don't know if you want to get into that with sound, but... <laughs> um, yeah, I... I 
I recommend the show. Um, I will admit that it does have its ups and downs. I, I see a lot of potential in it, especially now that he's finally got his mask that you'll see in the intro, which is kind of his signature. There's there's a lot of things that I'm intrigued about and I really want to see. And I think that that's, that's one of the good things, too. Um, is 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 it, it it has me hooked and I want to see what's coming what's coming up next. There's a lot and of potential there. Yes, a lot of potential. I just hope that they actually tap into it. Um, just kind of sad that it's not done it yet because I isn't this a twelve? Yeah, this is a twelve episode series, so they need to start ramping it up real soon. Well, it is about the seven seven episode mark, so yeah, it's gonna. If it if it's gonna do something, we're gonna see it right now. We're seeing it's the gonna, conflict. There. Yeah, we're seeing the we're seeing the, a brewing war. So, just wish that the the bad quote unquote bad guy was a little better executed. I think he I'm thinking he's gonna be the the main lead bad guy, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's that's Tokyo Ghoul. We're giving a thumbs up on that one. Uh, we're moving on to Blue Spring Ride or Alhado Ride. Mm-hmm. And you want me to do the intro for that? Please. All right. Fudaba uh, wants to reset her life. In junior high, girls ostracized Futaba because too many junior high boys... Futaba. Futaba, I'm sorry. (laughs) Ostracized Futaba. She's she's in a a, a deba spa. That was... I failed that joke. I apologize, everybody. Uh, Anyways, because too many junior high school boys liked her, basically all the boys thought she was cute, so the other girls would find jealousy in her and and just basically hate her for that. Anyways, the boy that Futaba Futaba liked, Ko, who's a girl, uh, moved away (laughs) before she could tell him how she felt. Uh, Now in high school, Futaba is determined to be unladylike so her new friends will not become jealous of her while living her new life contentedly, she meets Kao again, but he now uses the name Kao Mubachi. I didn't even give his name, so Mabuchi. I didn't give his name, so you don't even get that. He changed his cool. his, his family name has been changed. Um, and has a cold attitude. He tells her that he liked her in junior high, but now he feels differently because she's changed. Yeah, and so it can never happen. Okay, make your comment. Oh, I just said he's, he's a girl. Yeah, okay. Um, Andrew Andrew gave up on the show, so... <laughs> uh, I do like this show, and I do think that it has the good a good slice-of-life romance feel. My main issue with it is more... There's a writing aspect to it that I don't really care for. And that's what I got stuck on. There's, it has a good flow. However, there's a tendency for some strange reason that every once in a while the characters will, and I know what it's there for, but it it almost feels amateurish to a point. It's like there'll be something that they that the um, that the writers want to bring out, and for some strange reason they force that, and it it's absolutely illogical the way that they do it. And this, this is a trend that seems to be going through the entire show. And it's, and it's a really, really frustrating thing for me. I love the show and I want to see it do well, but this is one thing that no matter how you look at it, it's something that a lot of people are going to get hooked up. Not just, not just you. I mean, I, I see it and I, I get frustrated because every once in a while it's like the flow will be doing good. 
insert drama element and then it, it, it's it's so it's so jarring that it doesn't and it, now they resolve it well everything works out and then it goes back into the normal flow okay drama element for this episode has to happen and then you get drawn out of the entire show and it's like i don't like that about the show however everything else is great the artwork is great the um visuals are great the the sound is great i i i love this show except for that one writing element that is so frustrating i i wish i could i wish i could actually point it out except for without the, the main one is like or the first one that i noticed was right. the first episode she goes into the food court after basically after coast tells her that you're you're being fake you're you're your friends aren't your friends kind of thing uh and he points out that she's changed. Well, she's still in her mood of being, you know, pushing away boys, so or pushing away the boys. So she goes in, she does her usual routine where she buys a whole bunch of these uh these pond bread or whatever you want to call them, and she pays for them, but the girls the lady's like, Oh, I'm sorry, we're out of bags. Let me go get some bags. She's like, No, don't worry about it, I'll just I'll just walk out with this. And so that clerk leaves. Insert second clerk, she believes that she's stealing this food and she hasn't paid for him and she's like no and here's where it gets really jarring is she's like no i i paid for these and the lady's like no you didn't pay for them you're trying to steal them and this entire time you're going why the hell doesn't she just say hey lady two feet over there i paid for these right no another well no even that even that even that I I automatically assumed okay the lady went to a back room or yeah, something. Yeah, she went. Yeah, that, I agree. It I was agree. it was more it was more that Co said, "Hey, lady," and then yeah, the, and, right then the, and then the then the lady turns around and no no before that here here's the other part the biggest problem of this and this is why they're doing it. Her friends walk in, and they immediately go, oh, "You're yeah, stealing that's food." What, that's I what I could bugged not me. believe you would. They have not heard any of this situation, but walking up, hearing the old lady said you're stealing it, and they go. Oh, you're stealing food? And then, yeah, Ko comes and says, Hey, lady, right there on the steps two feet away. She paid, right? Oh, yeah, she paid. Problem solved. And then later on, she f- runs up to Ko and he says, Your friends aren't really your friends, huh? See? And that's that's kind of what... J- I agree with you on everything. The music is great. I like the visual style. It looks way different and quite beautiful. But I kept I, I couldn't get past that. And it and it kept happening. I think I watched two or three episodes. I'm not sure. And it kept happening. And unlike you, I I just couldn't get past it. It kept. It was jarring to me. I would liken it to the idea that they're going. Here's a cool show, and you're like, this is great. And then they're like, well, we 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 really do need to address that. So, boom, it happens, and you're like, this just doesn't fit. We're suddenly dealing with this, and it's completely obvious how off the wall jarring this is. And then we're back to normal. And they're like, okay, cool. We're, this is kind of cute. Good. And then they're like, okay, we, we really need to address this. Boom. Jarring. Feels off-putting kind of thing. And I just I couldn't get past it. And the, and the show the show has has the potential. I mean, it's it like I said before, it's it's really about um uh being true to yourself and 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 being honest and 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 I know I know these elements are there, and they 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 work really well with the characters. Each one of them are they they each have a mask of some sort that they're 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 hiding behind, and 
this is all it, it all plays out relatively well except for these writing elements that it's just shoved right into the middle of the the mix and it's like you're not building up to it in any way shape or form you're just throwing it out there um i do know that a lot of people that are working on this are female and i do i do feel that aspect of it i think it's mainly in how kind of beautiful it feels when you're watching it and very uh pleasant um but i do also see i think i mentioned it in our first impressions i also see this kind of Clan Ed kind of feel in the opposite of sense where it feels like the characters that she's dealing with feel an opposite to... I, I think I mentioned the idea of I understand that Clan Ed females are not real. They usually don't They don't act like that. They're not going to swarm this one guy like that. And I kind of feel the same thing here. I don't feel like the main boy acts like a boy. He just feels... I'm, I guess you can tell me that it, 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 it is, it's explained later, but he just – he does things that I don't see boys doing. Well, no. Almost and, like and, he, and, and, and I understood what – They're writing the, the perfect boy into effect. Yeah, well, it, I understood what you were saying, and, and I guess I, I really need to, to – it, it's, it's – if a guy was writing a story – he would want the girls to be like this, and that is where right. most of your writing is coming. So I'm not from. saying it's bad, is and 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 in this particular show, it's the exact opposite. Where if a girl expects a guy, this is how she would want him to be, and yeah, that's how they are writing it. And I understand that, and I I see it, but I've seen a lot of the shojo shows do this, so right. I've gotten kind of used to it, I guess. Um, but yeah, I understand what you're saying. Anything else? No, I think that it, I think that it's, I think it's worth the time. I, 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 like I said, it's just one of those things that you got to be aware of and hopefully that, I mean, the payoff will be worth it in the end and I'll be able to come back and say, okay, you know, that one little issue that I kept pointing out. Yeah, maybe it, it, it's something that they finally figured out how to work with or something. I don't know. But as it stands right now, I do suggest it. I just say be aware of this one little issue. It, 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 it's something that you will see. And it is, it's jarring enough to take you out of the experience every once in a while. Um, I, I guess to a point after a while, it does kind of mellow out. But I still get kicked out of the experience every once in a while. It's kind of like a pleasant cruise. And every now and then you're like... Bump. Oh, oh, what the heck was a speed bump doing there? Yeah. <laughs> um, our next one is going to probably be one that we're both going to be kind of gushing over, so prepare yourself. I forgot to mention, are you, are you okay with how much censorship was in Blue Spring Ride? And we talked about censorship in Tokyo Ghoul. I want to make sure that we're, <laughs> you know, giving it the same treatment. Um, is the censorship okay in Blue Spring Ride? Um, I, I, I think that a... Uh, most of the time I was seeing a hundred percent of the screen. So I, I'm going to have to <laughs> now, say, I will, I will disagree with that. Cause they had the whole water cuddling effect, which actually is really cool. <laughs> Anyways, but <laughs> um, this okay. is one that has black I, spots I all say, over it. So I get ready say, for this one. I want to say up ahead of time. Okay. I'm going to throw this out there. I made a prediction before the, se- the season even started. I said, this is probably going to be the sleeper hit of the season. 
Yeah, we were we were giving it the uh, one week friend kind of treatment. Yeah. Now, seven weeks in, are we ready to confirm that this is still very strong in the standing? No. 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 You mean like sleeper hit? Yeah. Well, most people were saying that it was going to be good, so you can't really call it a sleeper hit. No, everybody was pointing at Akami got kill. That's not a sleeper hit. No, 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 no. Okay, everybody was pointing at Akami got kill as the show of the season. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not saying this. Is this the show one, of the season either. N- nobody was really looking at this one. This one was the show that nobody really even knew what the show was about. Yeah, that's true. That's what a sleeper hit is. I guess. I'm not sure if that would be the same definition. But anyways. Um, but no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give it the, the show this season, but it is definitely up there, but it, it has its own flavor. So we'll, we'll get into that eventually. Anyways, this, this show basically covers Honda. He, he is a calligrapher and he's probably pretty well known, but at one convention where he's showing off his calligraphy, this old man just basically steps all over. He says it's textbook, it's terrible, there's no soul in it. Why haven't you got past the the level of mundane yet? Well, Honda repli- replies by punching the guy, like straight up decking him. Um, well, Honda's dad says you we gotta you need to you need to go. We're gonna send you off to this remote island. Um, you're gonna stay there for a while so that you can get your your skill back and. And just become a human being because you're just a terrible person. Well, he's sent off this remote island. Once there, he, he gets a, a place to stay. He ends up finding out that it's a clubhouse to middle schooler girls. Um, this this village uh, scamp basically is running around in it. Um, this village scamp, his name is Naru. She is absolutely adorable. She is kind of, basically... Naru's always around. Whenever he's there, she's always all over the place. Every now and then, the middle school girls will show up to kind of reclaim their clubhouse and, and hang out. Um, they also have this this kind of, I guess he's just normal high school boy that kind of gets inspired by by uh, Honda. Um, and then the, the idea is just kind of just the, the village all together. It's just him be, coming from the big city being this big calligrapher, coming down into this kind of out-in-the-boonies village, kind of learning about humanity and just good being around really good people and slowly kind of being inspired by the beauty in life is, is pretty much the, the gist of it. While real throughout it, you have the absolute comedy and just off-the-wall bonkers of Naru. There you go. All right, I have. I can summarize my entire synopsis of this show in one word. You, you think you can guess it? Um, I would give it two. Two? Innocence? No. Of children. I would three actually. I was gonna say Naru. Not, not completely all of it, but yeah, I most of it. <laughs> well, I kind of I, liken it to the I idea absolutely. that I just love. The innocence that is in the show. Whenever I, I've already said it before, but I, d- I don't particularly care for most of what happens in the show. It's just whenever the kids are there, not just Naru, but all the kids are there. It seems like there's this, this innocent energy that's in the the atmosphere that I really enjoy. But Naru is a big part of it because, like we mentioned before, Naru is actually voiced by a child. This isn't 
a 20 year old girl with a very high pitched voice. This is a child. So you'll hear often when she's just laughing, it's just so, it's, it's, it just jumps into you. Like this is just childhood spirit right here. I, I, I absolutely love when, when that, I mean, even in the opening, you, you just see the girl just opening up the door and this big old huge smile just comes across my face. There's, there's no point in this show that I am not smiling over something. It's such a heartwarming, feel-good show. It's it's not sugar sweet, it but it is very well done to the point where um I'm 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 so happy that I can feel tears welling up in my eyes. I just love this show. I'm not up at the crazy level of that. Um I <laughs> I enjoy the show, um, but it does get quite slow at times um i i don't want to dock it for that just because it it's it's the environment that he's in is kind of absorbing the environment but there's often times where they're just kind of going into something that i just really don't care about i also feel that there's a lot of potential there for it to be very heartwarming and uh inspirational in certain sense mm-hmm. but it wasn't until probably the seventh episode before they really got into the characters and started diving into i guess it would be six maybe sixth or seventh episode they really started diving into honda uh his his co-worker his friend back at home this other calligrapher that he encounters uh they're starting to get into naru and all this other stuff this is the stuff that i was actually anticipating when i first seen the cover i was like this show is going to make me cry. I just know it. But it just, the first five episodes, while it had a lot of moments where, again, the children are playing, there's just chaotic sense from the children, there's all this heartwarming moments in it, they're very spaced out throughout the first five episodes that there's often a lot of points where I'm just like, this isn't really going anywhere, what are they doing? But now we're starting to get into that stuff, and I really do see a lot of potential for this show to just really move me and get really emotional so i think that it has a lot of i think um a lot of in those heartwarming moments it's 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 almost inspirational to a point where it's like um accept or uh loving life for what it's it's it is i mean or or you know like the 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 this the uh the scene where they were catching the rice balls is 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 don't don't you know look at the look at the stuff that's getting dropped as well as the stuff that's coming through from the sky you know things like that there's there's all these that part felt a little forced but yeah well well no i mean yeah some of them are not as well written as the other ones but i think that there's a lot of a lot of things that almost like almost like somebody was taking a um a uh a book of proverbs and setting it in front of them, and they just started writing the show based on those proverbs. Right. It, it, it just it that's the way it feels. Almost like the calligraphy is kind of like a symbol or something. I don't know. I mean, it's it's just that w- written like that. It, it just works the way it is. But either way, it's definitely a thumbs up. Definitely check it out. Um, it could end up being the show of the season. I'm still waiting to see if that'll be, but. I have a lot that are, I have two that are, but they're all diff, they're all apples and oranges. This is this has its own flavor. So even if I do say that another show will be the show of the season, they're two different animals, and this is 
great in its own right. So take that for what it's worth. All right, we're going to move on from gushing to glass lip, which I guess I'll do the intro for that as well, which I, I didn't understand the first few episodes. So I'm going to read the plot thing on Wikipedia because Wikipedia is 100% true. Um, Toko, Toka's fam, Toko's, Toko, is it Toko? There's a symbol there, so I'm confused. That's the only reason. Anyways, it's probably a long O, so you're, you're fine. Fukami, her family runs a glass working business in a small seaside town named Hinodehama, or Sunrise Beach, for those that hate my pronunciation. Uh, she hangs out with her four friends at a cafe called Kazemichi, or Windy Way, for those who hate my pronunciation. During the summer break of their senior year in high school, they meet a transfer student dun, 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 named Kakero Okikura, or there's no pronunciation, there's no definition for that, but anyways, uh, translation, who claims that a voice from the future talks to him and that it's led him to Toko, or Fukami. Yeah. Um, this show is basically about a group of friends who have always been together as a club for a long time with one rule. Or not, I don't know if they just have one rule, but they do have a rule that they are not allowed to date. So they never really kind of grow, grow close to each other. They do kind of right off the bat kind of give you a impression that there is, you know, some love tendency between certain ones, that there's triangles happening. But they've always been suppressed. Uh, upon the point of this boy showing up, kind of things, well, and the beginning of the show itself, uh, things start taking a turn for a different direction. Certain things are applied. That rule is removed. Now you start having the love blossoming, but it's not always in the direction that they may want it to, um, causing certain conflicts between friendships and whatnot. But I have not got far enough to see that flourishing because it's a love triangle anime. Love triangle. Talk oh, about hexagon. Try, try like yeah, hexagon. <laughs> I pentagram. Yeah, something like that. Um, I I find the same frustration that I had with um a show I watched a couple seasons ago. It was called Nagi no Asakura. Um, I I like this show and I like the characters. I love the characters. I love the artwork. I love the the music. I, I love a lot of aspects of this show. But I find myself in the same situation as Nagi Asukara. I loved the characters. I loved the artwork. I loved the music. But the story was almost like it was focusing so much on this weird love triangle pentagram, whatever you want to call it, that it completely forgot that you're watching the story. It's like, what are you trying to show me except for a bunch of kids getting mad at each other because so-and-so loves so-and-so and nobody else wants to hurt anybody else's feelings so they don't want to actually fall in love with so-and-so and, and so-and-so loves so-and-so, but you get my point. That was um, a, that was pretty much what I was running into is I'm like, okay, there's this guy that can see the future. She can see the future. This this might have some kind of catch to it. The characters are cute looking. I didn't like you. Unlike you in the well, of course, the first five two episodes I actually watched, I didn't get any connection with any of the characters. It's the entire time I'm seeing person loves person, person doesn't want to hurt other person, 
A likes B, B likes C, C likes A, but B doesn't want to hurt A, so B sticks with C and chickens, and then uh, see a future glass boy dog chicken, and I just I didn't see anything there that interests me. Yeah, and and that's the thing is is it 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 seemed like. It seems like it's focusing so much exactly like, and I and I know I keep bringing it up, but Nagi no Asakura did the exact same thing. It focused on character interaction, or not character interaction, it was this love triangle thing. It did the exact same thing. And eventually I started getting turned off to everything else that was going on in this, in this story. And that's the same thing that's going on here is, I'm getting so inundated by this weird love triangle pentagram thing that I'm getting turned off to the story, which the story sounds kind of interesting, but not enough to drive the rest of this this show. Um, which really, in all actuality, the only thing that I have is a weird ability that she has that apparently is linked to the ability that he has which (sighs) she sees the future if she sees something sparkle he has the same ability but he hears the future when he hears certain sounds so you put the two together when they're close to each other they actually can hear and see the future which don't ask me it's just some sci-fi that's, throw into it. Yeah, that's it's that's the little twist that they're throwing into this. Does that sound interesting enough to sit through all that love triangle crap? Does it surprise you that PA Works worked on both of those? No. It's a beautiful show. It is. And that's definitely a show. Because, I mean, the only thing that drew me to want to watch Nagi was that it looks beautiful. It's the same reason why, and they worked on Hanasaki Roha, which I absolutely love that show, and I think it is an absolutely beautifully done show, visually and writing. So when I seen Glass Slip, of course, I'm like, PA works. I'm all in. That's why I really wanted to enjoy it, but it it didn't have the feel of Hanasaki Roha. I didn't care for the characters. I didn't care for the story. And see, me, on the other hand, that, that, that makes me more leery of Hanasaki Roha, because the two shows that I have watched... Don't. No, 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 I, 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 I know. <laughs> you got to understand what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that I won't watch it because you, you highly recommend it. And I, I do trust you on that aspect. But this is what I have to go off of is n- after two shows, both of them. I don't want to say I'm completely and totally done with or done with PA works because, like I said, they look gorgeous. Well, I think but, the problem is that PA works is the studio designing the visuals they're just picking up the wrong stories to tell yeah so i would just say all pa works tells you is that it's going to look beautiful well granted they should have some better screenwriters to go dude this isn't gonna this is not good a story we don't want this but maybe they just done goofed maybe they seen something there that we don't see i don't know and 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 it's and it's at the at the point where I want to go through the rest of the show just to see if it can a- actually redeem itself. But right now, I I honestly, unless you I, if it was a harem, I could probably accept it in a different way because I know that's kind of the niche of it. And 
I guess to a point I kind of accept that it's this weird love pentagon triangle thing, but I don't see anything else in the story and that's really really frustrating to me. I don't I don't care. There's nothing to drive the rest of the story. I think it's a big thing for me is if I'm going to enjoy a slice of life kind of show, I want to enjoy the characters. And I understand that most shows, you're going to see the character change in some way. That's how Slice of Life usually works. They're they're usually in the age of blossoming, and you're seeing how they're interacting with things they've never thought of before. Whereas Hanasaki Roha, right off the bat, you're hit with the character. I wasn't sure about her, but then you immediately see there's a challenge there. You're seeing all these situations that you want to see the conclusion of. In the first episode of Glass Slip, we just... I don't know why, but she was afraid cats were going to get the chickens, so she tried to take them back to the, the everybody's home. He he and then he's seen the future. They took them back. He's seen the future. That was what that was all about. But she didn't know that. She just said, "I want to take the chickens home," and then they said, "We're going to take them he, back to the school." No, he said that. Why he would said, she believe he him? Said, he just first met her, <laughs> and this is literally their first meeting. He sits down next to her and says. The cats are going to attack the chickens. Okay, let's take them home. Never met this boy before. And none of it made any sense to me. And I didn't care for the... And none of the characters... She just felt really stupid. And everybody else was just trusting her because they're her friend. And then at the very end, there's this weird tension that was happening when the guy shows up again. It just... None of it... Yeah, I didn't, I didn't like that. That I do have to admit. I did not like that they were... It was like... You could stonewall. It was almost like they were and dogs growling and stuff. Yeah, it was almost like they were stonewalling him the second that he walked through the door. It was like, what the heck is this all about? I mean, at least give him the the like. Hi, how are you? Five seconds. Yeah, (laughs) give him the five seconds. It was like the second he walked through the door. Yeah, you almost seen the 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 teeth bearing. It was like face changed instantly. Yeah, I was like, wow. Okay, what is this all about? He's the reason I had chickens in my house. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyways, are you gonna give it a thumbs up? Unsure what? Yeah, I'm gonna have to say I'm gonna he- I'm gonna have to say I'm hesitant on it right now. I I don't suggest it as of yet. I'm hope I'm holding out hope that the ending will pull th- something together because right now it's just a huge cluster of crazy love triangle crap if you like love triangles and slice of life you'll probably enjoy it if you're actually it looks great it looks it looks beautiful except for those stills (laughs) very oddly i think i think that they do fine with them because it's it's almost like they're being artistic with it i i don't hate it i i think the one that got me was the the right after somebody quote-unquote was rejected and this other character shows up and says, "Let's go." Boom! Still, it 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 just felt way off where it was placed. <laughs> okay, no, I got a better one. Okay, the or the, the blondie the, where he walks in and they're in their underwear. I don't I don't remember seeing that one. Yeah, he's running away and I'm gonna get you, and they're all uh, stuck okay. in those. Um, I was gonna say blondie was uh, taking blondie. a shower. <laughs> blondie was taking a shower. That's her she comes. At, just before she was taking her shower, she was taking off her clothes. Didn't show anything, but 
it was it was funny because she was pulling the shirt over her head and it was doing that still. <laughs> and then it showed the and then it showed her her skirt going down to her ankles still. I'll do two in a row. Yes, and then she was walk. She turns around and starts walking still. <laughs> oh my gosh! No, that's not artistic. That is budget. That is seriously budget. They were like, I don't. We gotta have. See, we gotta see, have him do this no, scene because okay, she's just gonna be hot. The reason, and then it suddenly switches I don't to. Think we don't have it, enough money. I don't think it was badly done. I would much rather see that than the ending of. Um, uh, oh, don't! Uh, couldn't hear see, that. Just. What couldn't be a, become a hero? Oh, or, I, thought or were, I thought you were going with. Uh, I was gonna. I, I can. I can say wizard barristers too. Either way, <laughs> she's looking up. I would much rather. I would much rather have artistic stills occasionally than either of those. I hate the word occasionally when put with that. I would just say, please try not to. <laughs> I understand, but I, but I and and I agree. I would. This is just my preference. I would much rather see this than CG or that. It just tells me they didn't get much of a budget for it. I mean, honestly, like a real hot kept with it. I don't remember any stills in that one. Well, there's might have been one or two throughout the entire series. But anyways, we're going to move on to an amazing show to leave it off with. And that is Strange Plus 2. You've seen 20 seconds of an episode. What did you think? Which one was that one? There was like a earlier we were we were deciding <laughs> OPs and EDs that we're gonna highlight in our next our next podcast. That hopefully this week I'm not gonna say it for sure. And he showed me two different shows that I I couldn't think afterwards. <laughs> there was this one where this duck was blowing into an armpit and this girl's <laughs> arms were retracting and, and like a kazoo. And that was last week's, and that was the the, the monkey. Me. That was I my me. That was the one where that. where the monkey the monkey is throwing the acid into your mouth. It wasn't from the television either. It was from the computer monitor. <laughs> acid. <laughs> so what? Which one was Strange Plus Two? That Strange was the, Plus was the. I don't remember. That was, oh, that the, was the weird dancing guys. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's all a blur. It's all a blur. I think I passed out at some point. <laughs> this show is about people trying to okay, solve problems. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. I, I'm just going to throw this out there. There is a synopsis out there. I guarantee you it has nothing to do with this show. So just like I am I me. Exactly. Okay. It, they, they say it has something to do with the guy whose brother disappeared and went and started an, a detective agency. And he. this is the synopsis as I remember it last time I watched this show. I still have yet to see anything having to do with this storyline. Apparently, he went to this city to go and retrieve his brother, found out his brother was running a detective agency... And he told his brother to come back to his hometown, but his brother refused. So instead, he joined the detective agency and stayed there with his brother. I still have yet to see anything having to do with that story synopsis. That being said, this show is absolutely insane. I still hate it. And I will, to this day, hate it even more. And yeah, he watches it for some reason. and So that I can reason, tell you it. guys it sucks. He claims that's the reason why he watches the shows, but in the end, they always end up being garbage that we purposely do for the sake of laughing at them. 
Yeah, that that too. I I think that it's it's fun to point out these ones because I it 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 I can find the ones that are really really crappy, and I can I can say when it comes down to it, I love all anime. There's there's not an anime show that I I have yet to find. Yeah, this one irritates the snot out of me, but when it comes down to it, it's still anime. I love anime. So, but yeah, this is a horrible anime, and I love hating it. <laughs> well, see, I love anime too, but at the same time, time and I I value that time, and I don't want to be on my deathbed and go, man, I shouldn't have watched all that crappy anime because I could have probably done something productive. Like yeah, but now find but a now, craft or or learn how to make pottery or or glass. But at least now you guys don't have to watch it unless you just really want to see what what the heck I'm talking about. Because they were all going, hmm, I'm thinking of watching Strain Plus 2. <laughs> I wonder if I should watch it. Oh, thank you, Chris, for watching it just so I don't have to watch it. Please tell me what great plot twist was at the very end. <laughs> oh, the big plot twist of the last episode is they actually told you something about that stupid synopsis. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to move on. That's, that's all the shows that we have for this week. Uh, again, we're going to have two more segments. And this is, of course, the second segment. So we hope you all enjoyed getting the fill in on all those. There's a lot of good gems in here this week. So definitely check them out. If you, even the ones that we don't like, if you feel that you like the idea of Strange Plus, go for it. Yes, if you if you know what what's going on in Strange Plus, please by all means comment on it. Maybe explain it to maybe us. you can explain it better than I can. Uh, but yeah, the, the, so far this this season, the only thing I can actually say that I know happened is this butt scissor thing that I still have yet to figure out. You didn't have to to do that. I mean, that just broke my brain again. <laughs> But anyways, uh, concluding the show, we're going to go into our segment, our, I think, mostly weekly segment that we've been doing on a regular basis here, which is our Ask June segment. Ask June. It changes every week. Yes, my chime changes every week. (laughs) And this is a segment for June, which is one of our very treasured community members uh, who actually lives in Japan. And she came to our community and has been kind enough to honor our uh, after June thread, she answers questions from people regarding Japan because she actually lives there. And this week, I'm highlighting a question that I asked and she answered for me. So here is my question, which is, bowing in Japan, is it still a common thing outside of formal events? Or is it becoming old-fashioned? And for those who don't know, that's basically where you're, you're bowing to people to greet or bowing to say goodbye. It's It's seemed like a very common thing in Japan. That's why I was pretty much asking her. Because um, I think recently I heard people discussing how it's it's kind of a trend that's going away, just like with the the family name and given names. Is it kind of going away, in a sense? And June response, this is a really good question. Yes, bowing in Japan is very common in Japan. Actually, we do it all the time. Some people bow as a greeting instead of saying hi to others. I always feel like bowing is fixed custom in Japan. I think they never lose this custom no matter how they are westernizing this culture. Um, Also, another segment of my question, I said, also, is it true that the death of your bow is a sign of deeper respect, or is it a shame thing? I believe the extreme is getting down on knees, putting one's face to the ground, um, but are all of these actually used in the real world? 
June responds saying, "Exactly. After we graduate the uh, graduate from college, we learn how to bow as a member of society. The extreme one is called dogeza, dogeza, dogeza. Yeah, dogeza in Japan. Um, I've seen it many times in TV dramas, but in fact, I've never seen it in the real world." I only saw it in fiction. I guess some people, such as the military, maybe they still have dogeza uh, custom as the deepest apology. So, yeah, pretty much my questions are still true in the world of Japan, which is kind of cool. I I like those. It's kind of a a common thing, like she mentions in the Western society, where we kind of have traditions that we've pushed away. Like we, we find ourselves smarter now than we used to be, so we're just discarding these uh these traditions as if they're just unnecessary so it's really nice to see that and i think that's one of the things i enjoy most about japan is there's still a lot of that culture and that tradition that remains there even though they are also kind of being influenced by this western world of constantly changing so that's definitely some cool insight are you pulling up our 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 answers from the previous week what was our what was our question? I said I'm pretty sure I've heard people say this is no longer this is by the way this is we asked questions in our previous episode and June is kind enough to post those responses on the forum. So in our last episode I said I'm pretty sure that I've heard people say this is uh, no longer the case, but generally and in history usually always in anime, of course in Japan you have a family name and then a given name, which is the question I was uh, asking earlier. Um, is the idea of somebody saying your given name still a big deal kind of thing. And because if you guys have actually watched anime, that's usually only in the case of uh, in subtitles where you'll actually see it because usually the dub, they don't even, they usually skirt around this kind of stuff. And we mentioned the dub versus sub kind of thing. This is one of those things that's usually lost is you don't get that sense of, when somebody calls somebody by their given name, it's really a big deal. It's usually a sign that you're closer to that person. It's a, it's a family member, it's a sibling, or a loved one. Um, whereas in America, we're always using our first name as, which is essentially in Japan since our given name. Anyways, June responded saying basically we refer, refer to someone on a family name basis uh, rather than a given name basis. If you call someone by their given name, even though you don't know the person very well. It's going to be really awkward. In Japan, until we get really close to each other, uh, we usually call each other, like, uh, name San, name Kun, name Chan, until we get really close to each other. Uh, if you <clears throat> you said it's an old stuff and kind of going, and it's kind of going away, uh, well, it might be true, but the way that we still have... Uh, I guess I'm reading that wrong. It may be true in a way, but we still have that custom. Yeah, I'm reading it wrong. It's not your problem, June. <laughs> I don't know how to read. <laughs> Big shock to everybody. Um, she also says, I would have to say it's an ingrained in our minds since our childhood. Yeah, I seriously doubt it. It would be like us giving up Mr. Johnson. It, yeah, it's right. just, it's something that's there. I, I seriously doubt that it's going in a, away anytime soon. Well, that in that sense, we just say that stupid teacher from my childhood. <laughs> um, she also uh, you're skipping forward why um, I, I have a good example here you like monthly girls Nuzaki-kun right yes I do love that one um, she says Nuzaki is a family name 
Sakura gives him Nozaki-kun, not his given name, um, because they are not in a relationship. I mean, Nozaki-kun is not her boyfriend. Maybe I would like to rather put it in a way that Nozaki-kun is a popular manga artist and Sakura is just a humble assistant. Poor Sakura. <laughs> Which I agree. Um, will you bring up another one? We can still go. We're going. Um, you asked June in a previous episode. I want to know from a Japanese person specifically, is hentai better suited for to be translated as freak? We've kind of mentioned this in our Anime 201 where we kind of feel that hentai may be completely obscured in a term of what it means um, thanks to animated pornography. Um, but anyways, he says, is hentai better suited to be translated as freak, which would be the same, uh, something strange, weird, over-the-top crazy, or is it better to be translated as pervert, which pervert implies sex and all that stuff? Uh, June responded, I've wanted to share this topic with other members since I heard you talking about it in the Anime 201 episode. Usually the word hentai is been has been translated to, as pervert, but I don't think it should be translated as pervert all the time. Because, as you already know from watching those anime and manga, that is the word being used in everyday conversation. Not necessarily a derogatory term, but it tends to contain sexual meaning to it more or less. In the in that case, it might have been have to be translated as naughty or dirty. For example, if you are a healthy young man, you have watched pornographic videos at least once or twice, even if you are not a pervert or anything like that, right? But what if you if your girlfriend suddenly walks in the room while you're watching it that kind of video? I bet she goes, "You are hentai." No, she probably would just. I, I don't think she'd say hentai. <laughs> well, she was really into it. Maybe she, if she was into anime and know what hentai mean, but I don't think she would say you're hentai. Uh, she might say you're a pervert uh, and knock you down. You know what I mean? Uh, when I hear the word pervert, I always come up with a sexual, uh, come up with sex offender. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but on the other hand, the word hentai doesn't always have that kind of seriousness in it. So that's why I think it's better to be translated as freak more often. So even for somebody in Japan, the word hentai is yeah a little bit obscure. Obscure. Um, okay, I want to. Pervert does not necessarily imply sex offender either. So that's just from me to June. I I do want to say that. Um, don't go away. Not going away. <laughs> um, the the first inclination that I have when I when I read what, what June says is I want to, it's so frustrating because this is one of those things. It's really because it's so obscure. Um, I want to know June, if you, every once in a while I hear the word lately and I've, and I've noticed it a lot more, um, lately is hen, not necessarily hentai. It's just hen. Um, I'm guessing it's just a shortened form of hentai. Um, however, they have been saying when they say uh, when it's translated, it usually goes to strange. Um, and I want to know if maybe you think that strange would be a better translation. So I'm just throwing that out there for the next uh, answers from June for you for, for that. If it was truly literally pervert and 
Japanese people knew that we specifically translate hentai as pervert, maybe hen is just perv. <laughs> June, uh, what is your take on the word etchy? What do you think etchy means? That might be an interesting segue. Asking her questions about things that are not. Well, no, no, no. I want, I want, I think that it's, it's, it's an important, it's important to understand that, that specific word because it is a used word constantly in anime. And so if, if I can, I, I guess, pin that down, maybe I'll feel a little bit better about it. I think that it's, I think that it's still in the air there though. One of the other questions we gave June was about uh, the whole typical thing in anime where you have the 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 scene where all the girls are in the usually in the nurse's office and they're weighing them and checking their measurements and all that kind of stuff. So I kind of asked her if that's really something that is common in Japan. Why would it always be there? Uh, June responded, "This is a really good question. In Japan, the measurements comes from mostly the bikini model photos. Strangely enough, uh, you know that was that was the other question I had was." What's this whole point of them always naming out their size is this, this, and this, and her size is this, and this? Do people actually write it down? So that's what she's referring to there um, as it being a, a bikini model thing. Uh, strangely enough, Japan men want to know women's measurements. That's way weird. <laughs> no, it's actually a, it's a Western thing, too. They used to do it all well, the time. They have and the cup thing, yeah. But yeah, it, they did it a lot. hearing people talk about her hip size is this yeah. and it's, I it's, don't remember that it's at all. that it's you know, that it's that weird people it's that hour shape thing they hourglass shape thing they well, wanted that but not not guys standing around going man do you know that her measurement is this this and this they used to do it all the time it, you guys are weird people <laughs> no, no 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 it was usually in magazines hmm. you know that you remember how you were talking about uh a long time ago that, that we were talking about um uh, the the car magazine, and then you'll see the girls. Mm-hmm. They would usually have measurements on there. I don't remember that. That's weird. Uh, anyways, I guarantee you, you can look up uh, Angelina Jolie, and that somebody has her measurements oh, yeah, somewhere. But that's it, the it's, same creep, though. I, I'm talking about like on a regular basis kind of thing. Like everybody needs to know this kind of stuff. Anyways, uh, she also says, I would assume it would. Uh, it is because they want to know how big her chest is, her buttocks. Um, they also want to know if she has a slim waist. The measurements will help them know that if how she is good, how how good is her figure. Um, I'm not sure whether it's really true or not because I'm a woman, but I guess J- Japanese men like to fantasize about women, or ha- like to have fantasies about women. Um, I hope this makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. For men are sick. <laughs> <laughs> and the last question we have that June responded to from our previous podcast was about tatami mats. Uh, Chris wanted to ask her about uh, explain what they are kind of thing and if there are differences to rugs and stuff. Uh, Dune responded with tatami is a thick igusa, kind of straw mats that cover the floor. It's kind of hard to explain how tatami feel. It's pretty soft, but not really soft. It's steady. Are you going to respond to something? Look, you're going to respond to something. (laughs) Um... One of the reasons I said it's comfortable is uh, is it is the fragrance of tatami. Uh, I guess that's the straw, I guess, is the fragrance of it. Uh, you feel relaxed when entering a tatami room. This is not just simply from friendly or nostalgic motion. The fragrance of igusa, material of the tatami mat, 
has an effect of bringing relaxation to your brain. Also, and that might be a bad thing. Are <laughs> 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 you sure it's not like some kind of narcotic? Uh, yeah, are you sure that's not a drug? <laughs> <laughs> they just lace the floor with it before you rent the place and just, hey, just pop down right here and get that powder in the air. <laughs> um, I'm playing. Um, she says, also, Igusa absorb, uh, absorbs more moisture during periods of high humidity. That is cool. We need that here. Right? <laughs> I'm actually really, I, I almost want to want to uh, check it out just because it just, I want to I want to smell it just to just to see if it smell it. I want to smell just, it. Like, get more fuzzies and <laughs> and relaxation. I can just see you in like a an Oriental shop or something. Oh, there's a time mask. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> just so I can tweet June. I understand. <laughs> and just a, a selfie of you posing with the time mask. But yeah, she also has a picture of a Tommy Matt close up um, posted on the. It looks it looks kind of like a um, just a standard weave type rug. It's, yeah, it looks like that that straw is basically weaved back and forth within a a line of string. Pretty simple. I kind of thought that there would be like something in, in between them or something like sandwiched padding or something. But anyways, yeah, that's all the questions. Again, those are from the answers from June thread in our anime cast. Area. We have two sections for June because she she does. We have three sections for June. What are you talking about? June June asks us questions. We ask June questions, and then and then we get a special section. Twitter. (laughs) No, we get a special section in the anime cast for whenever we ask questions to June. Oh yeah, true. true. You didn't ask June a question this episode. There wasn't really much there. (laughs) I mean, we we talked about some. I guess I can ask her if ghouls are common in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> or or, or do, do, do uh, friends usually make the no relationship rules club kind of thing? <laughs> I, I, I kind of wonder. Are, are, are love pentagrams normal? <laughs> are love pentagrams normal? Are you involved in a love pentagram? <laughs> yeah. That's goofy. Yeah, I don't, I don't, She's going to get on to us. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. I would like to ask June one question. How did you like my Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? <laughs> I hope it was good for you. I tried very hard. And that was a lot of fun. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Hope you enjoyed all those reviews, as well as our segment on June. Um, definitely, if you have any questions for us to answer on the podcast, we definitely love all questions. We love feedback as well. You can find all locations to that kind of stuff on the forums. You can also email Andrew at otakuspirit.com or find us on Twitter. I'm at Zerul36 and he's California underscore Wolf. You can find those links also on the main page of otakuspirit.com as well as Google Plus and Facebook and YouTube and all that good stuff. Our outro for this episode is the ED for Barakaman, which is Innocence by Noisy Cell, which is a really awesome song. Again, we thank you all for listening. We hope you have a pleasant week and you all take care. Us. And the dog said goodbye too. You-